Ladies and gentlemen, I am Tony Chimmel, and welcome to Road Trip After Hours. Please welcome your hosts, Mac Davis and WWE Hall of Famer, Kenny Long. Holler! Welcome. I'm your host, Mac Davis, along my co-host, a WWE Hall of Famer, Holla Holla, Teddy Long. Hey, Teddy. What's going on there? The legendary Mac Davis, ladies and gentlemen. Legendary in my own mind. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Teddy, what you been up to since we talked last? Uh, not much, man. Just uh, kind of taking it easy. Uh, you know, my routine is basically about the same, you know, staying in the gym. And, you know, I got got my dog now. And so I spent a lot of time with Rufus. And uh, other than that, man, I'm just taking it easy, player. Yeah, you're not flying around any of those balloons, are you? No, I've no, no, I, I, not taken that chance. <laughs> no, no. Look here. I saw today, uh, the time that we were recording this, that they had announced that they don't think that they're Chinese related, that they may have actually been, uh, you know, just uh, weather balloons that they shot down. But uh, still, I, they got to fix that problem. You know, to know that people can fly things at a certain level over our heads. No, nah, I don't like that at all. Well, here's the thing. I don't trust none of that because I know that they're not going to tell us the truth because if they not. tell you the truth, they'll panic everybody. Yep. So that's what they did about COVID. They wouldn't tell you the truth because they didn't want to panic people, you know, but that was wrong. They should have told people the truth about that. They might have oh, yeah. saved a lot of lives. But with this right here, they'll panic people. They'll People are going to talk. And now people are already talking. I guy was talking to me today in the gym about we're finna go to war and all this, you know, so... I just stay away from all that and just uh, give it to the good Lord and uh, he'll take care of us. I've heard other people as well, Teddy, say that they think little green men are still up there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my mind, man, they think aliens are going to come down and attack us anytime now. Well, Uh, hey, man, you never know. You don't. You never know. (laughs) And in this world, day and age now, at one time, I felt like I knew what was going on. The older I get, the less I feel I really know what's going on. So. No, we. I don't think we'll ever know what's really no. going on. No, no, because the uh, the head guys don't want us to know. Yeah, and as exactly. long as they don't want us to know, we won't know. Right, Teddy. I sent you a video uh, from an episode of Friday Night SmackDown. I'm going to throw it up on the screen for everybody here, uh, where you suspended Mark Henry after he accused you of you using him as a meal ticket, and then he put his hands on you in the ring. I was wondering, can you tell me a little bit about that experience and that particular promo that you went through with Mark? Because, you know, you and I both know Mark's a sweetheart, but Mark's still a big guy. And when you're talking and really dealing with character in the ring and Mark turns it on 100% every time he's in there, does it not still at the back of your mind going, I hope he doesn't take this too far and really hurt me here? (laughs) <laughs> uh well no i never did think about that because me and mark you know we we always talked you know yeah. we uh, you know we knew what the promo so we always talked about it backstage you know before we you know went out to do it so uh we get you know we know what we're saying know what we're talking about and we get comfortable i'd ask mark i'd tell him i said i'm gonna stick my finger right in your chest you know i said because I'm, I'm the authority and that was the great that. moment of that video, too, Teddy. That's uh, something I want to talk about towards the end, uh, because that one action said a lot to me uh, that I want to go over that after we finish. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, like I said, we talked about it, and I told him exactly that, you know, what I was going to do, you know, because, I mean, in, in reality, 
if, if, if a little guy like me sticking my finger in Mark Henry's chest, you know, that's not that's not wise. No, you know, no, no. You don't, that, I wouldn't do that. But I'm saying to you, for the people to believe, I am the authority figure. I yes. am the boss. If I don't weigh but 20 pounds, I'm still the guy in charge. And that's what you have to let people know. So Mark and I gave it out this way. Hey, I know I could, Mark's looking at me and saying, no, I could crush you in yep. one move, you know, but you're my boss and I respect that. So that's exactly how that's supposed to be. You know, and that's the thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, you know, when it comes to GMs of wrestling organizations, a lot of times those in charge tend to kind of come off clownish or uh, not believable or having any real power. That was never the case for you as a GM of SmackDown. You always seemed to have control of that brand and the, and the talent knew it. You wouldn't take shit from anybody. And well, that, to me, is what made that general manager what it was. Well, that's why I stayed in my position for so long. You yep. know what I mean? I stayed there long, you know, nine, ten years almost as general manager because I didn't take, like you said, no shit off of nobody. Yep. But that's exactly how that's supposed to be. That's in reality on any job. If you own a company and you got people working for you and somebody's walking over to you giving you shit, then you got to get rid of them. Yeah. They shouldn't be working for you. You're paying their salary. Okay? Absolutely they're correct. Taking your money, if they're taking your money, then they got to be enough respectable enough to do what the boss says. Yep. So that's how that, and Vince understood that with me. And that's what Vince let me know. Because one time I think I did something and I let somebody touch me, and Vince got all over me about that. He said, nobody puts their hands on you. You know what I mean? You Because yeah. if people are going to start beating me up, putting their hands on me, then I don't need to be out there. I ain't got no authority. Yeah, and you don't have the size to fight. So, I mean, right. it, 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 makes you, it makes you really nullified. You just don't even need to be there at that point. Right, but my thing was this. I ain't got to fight you. I'm going to suspend you. Yeah, and that's the way it should be, Teddy. And and I see too many times where they use that position the wrong way, uh, and where the talent will actually, you know, throw the the manager into the corner and threaten to do things to him. That ain't happening if I'm paying you. I mean, that's just well, how it is. If you want to work for me, hey, fine. But if you put your hands on me, get your ass out. Yeah, well, see, that's the the guys that do that are guys that are listening to the fans. Yeah. Okay, they're trying to please them. You know, you if you get the fans everything they want, then you ain't got no show. Yep, that's been, that's true. <laughs> okay. I mean, you you got you've got to lead as much as you follow what they want you to do. I right, mean, exactly. You know, a lot of those indie guys that people start cheering for them once they grab the bad guy. That's all they want to hear is the cheers. They don't understand why I'm putting my hands on this guy now. Where do we go with this? You know, how what's going to happen after this? Yeah, and, and you also got to sell. It. I mean, sooner or later, you have to sell. Can you sell as well as you punch? Right, exactly, man. It's just that simple. You have to make people believe, you know, and that's and that's what I've done, you know. When you're in the ring, like I was saying a while ago with people like Mark Henry, and, and you know, are there characters when you're in the ring with them that you truly believe that they're in that moment and they are that person? Oh, yeah. Well, Mark Henry was believable. I, yes. you know, enjoyed doing the promos with him. I also... Uh, you know, uh, back with Eddie Guerrero, you know, God rest his soul. I enjoyed doing the promos with him because he was he was real. He was the real deal. Oh, yeah. Uh, JBL, when I was with me and him, you know, he was the real deal. He wasn't no joke, you know. So, like I've I said, there's a lot videos of videos you know, of you two today. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some great stuff with you and JBL out there. I mean, yeah, some great and stuff. We, and we were funny. We entertained each other. You know what I mean? And not only we, did we entertain ourselves, we entertained the people too. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, that's what you got to do because you want them to come back. You want them to feel entertained and you want them talking when they get in the car after the show. 
See, what a lot of people don't understand, a lot of wrestling shows, you you don't work for that night, the show. You work for the return. You already know what you got that night. So Correct. now you working that night to bring them back. You work on your return. So a lot of guys don't understand that. They don't they don't. Yeah, get that, it. that the show you're on currently is the show you're advertising for what's coming next. You're advertising, here's what we're coming to do next time we're in town. You're working for the return. That's Absolutely. what you give them that night, your return. Teddy, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back to the best part of this program, which is always Ask Teddy. After hours, I'm your host, Mac Davis, along with my co-host, WWE Hall of Famer, Teddy Long. Hey, Teddy. I'm ready, player. 
All right, Teddy, I ask you this every time. It's time for uh, listener mail and ask Teddy, are you ready? I'm ready, player. Ready, Teddy. Letters. Oh, we get letters. We get your letters every day. Mailman, mailman, mail today. Reach right in and pull one out. Those letters. I love those letters. from Lisa in North Carolina. And she asked, once on SmackDown, Kurt Angle tricked Eddie Guerrero into smashing a car that he thought was Kurt's. Instead, it was yours. Who paid to fix your car? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's amazing, that question. And we were just earlier, you know, before we went to break, you know, we're talking about Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. And the the reason I I started talking about that, that was in the back of my head about that car. Him and Kurt, they tore the car up. I was thinking that. Wow, that's that's amazing. Uh, Well, uh, the the car deal, uh, Vince McMahon paid for everything. After the car got tore up, Vince took care of it and straightened it all out. Now, let's be honest. Was that your automobile? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I know that Vince used his vet, uh, his real vet, if I understood that correctly, and filled it with cement with uh, Stone Cold. But uh, I, I would imagine a lot of times when those cars are getting torn up, he went to a used car lot, got a cheap car, made it look as nice as he could and and, you know, and destroyed them. Yeah. Well, no, that wasn't my car. Well, thank goodness for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't I mean, care. I do if it would have been my car, as long as Vince take care of it, I don't care. I probably would have got a better car out of it. Could you imagine driving that night to the next town with no windows? You wouldn't have been able to drive it. You wouldn't <laughs> go and drive that nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Jacob in Texas wants to know, what's your take on who should face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? Cody or Sammy or both? Well, I wouldn't put them both, you know, you that's that's way too soon. You know, yeah. I think the thing that uh, basically what they're going with now is Sami Zayn. And I think I'd have Sami, you know, face Roman and then maybe somewhere at the end right there, you know, maybe something goes down and maybe Cody comes in at the end, you know, for just something, you know, just yeah. to tease it. But I I certainly right now I think that's what they you know, they not, not saying that they don't want to see Cody, but right now Sami is is a hot guy, and I think that's what they would really want to see. Yeah, I think I mentioned to you on uh, one of our shows on Sports Kita with Bill After that um, when it came to Cody, his timing of coming back was very similar to when Daniel Bryan was making a run, uh, and he wasn't supposed to be in that position, and he just got hot, just like Sammy did. And now Cody's back, and we all were waiting for Cody to come back and take on Roman, but in the meantime it's been Sammy and Roman. And as a wrestling fan, I would think that you'd play that out and and give the fans what they want while still teasing something big with Cody to come down the line. But there are a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of things you can do with that. Well, like I said, you got WrestleMania coming up and WrestleMania right now, I would basically say with February, you know, it's pretty much booked. Yeah. So now you, you're not worried about WrestleMania. You're worried about the next pay-per-view right after WrestleMania. You come right out of that and you go right into what, SummerSlam? Uh, I think SummerSlam may be two pay-per-views away from that. But um, oh, yeah, but okay. that would be that would be what I would do. I, I'd play out one scenario at WrestleMania and then pay off the other one at SummerSlam. Right. Well, you could pay off some of it. You don't have to give it all to them at SummerSlam. Just give them half of it. 
You True. know what I mean? Yeah. Now, right after SummerSlam, you got another pay-per-view coming. You know, you you keep these things, you keep the story going. I still say, and I said this before, I would love to see Cody win that title. And then the night after WrestleMania, that Monday Night Raw, out comes a challenger, Nick Aldis. I still think that would be a huge pop. Some people don't think so because they don't think that Nick, Al- Nick Aldis is popular enough. I don't well, know if that's true. I think Nick has a natural talent that is believable, and it doesn't matter if you know him or not. Well, I think I'm, I agree with you on that. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's probably way more people know Nick Aldis than you think. Yes. You know, some of these people, you know, that are saying that, you know, this was in their own opinion. Maybe oh, they don't 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 like well, not, I wouldn't say not like the guy, but maybe they don't feel like the time is right or like he's ready, you know, but they don't they, you know, they're not in the wrestling business. They're yeah. just wrestling fans. But I'm, I'm with you. I, Nick Aldis would certainly, you know, be a big deal right now in the WWE if they brought him in. That's what that's my opinion. I, oh, I, I totally agree. And I think that. Uh, if they did that with Cody, it would allow Cody and Nick to go one direction and let Sammy and Roman go another direction without any interference from, you know, everybody in the whole group. Um, and I just think it'd be two great storylines to keep moving forward because I think it's too early to end the Sammy angle with Roman Reigns right now. Right. Well, I don't think they're going to end that right now. You know, that's a lot. That's a lot of, you know, a lot of, lot of money there to be left to be oh, made yeah. with those yeah. dudes. Don't so leave money on the table. Gonna, I don't think that's going to end right now. Good, good. All right, here we go. Bert in New Jersey wants to know if you ever worked with Bam Bam Bigelow. Yes, I did. Uh, when I first started managing in uh, WWE, I started. I worked with uh, Bigelow. I never forget. Uh, golly, what was this place? We was up in New York, and we was in a big storm, man. We was right on the ocean. Uh, golly, I can't think of it, but the building was right on the ocean, man. And it, it started storming, man. The water was coming all the way out of the ocean into the building. Oh, wow. But I remember working with uh, Big Bam Bam Bigelow right there that night. And I worked with him for a while in WCW, too. I, I, I met Bam Bam a couple of times. I met him uh, at WCW uh, when he was in there. And he had, he had smitched something about a nut roll. And I didn't know what he was talking about at first. And he pulled me to the side and said, let me tell you about the nut roll. And obviously it was something that uh, he was doing quite a bit in uh, wrestling with the guys where he would just give him a shot to the nuts. And, and he yeah. called it the nut roll. But uh, he was he was another one of those big guys that was actually very gentle. He didn't come across as yeah. the mean guy you would think he would be. Yeah, he was a real nice guy, too. Yep. Jimmy in South Carolina asked, who was the best? Ric Flair, Harley Race. Or Dusty Rhodes. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a hard one. Uh, that's a tough question there, man, because you got all three of those guys were, I mean, just unbelievable yes. athletes, you know, in the ring. Um, God, I don't know, man. But I guess if, if <laughs> ah, man, I, if I had to pick one, I guess I'd have to go with Harley. I would, too. And, and I was going to tell you why. I'm glad you said that. Harley, to me, he he wasn't the showman that Dusty was, he wasn't as gifted as Rick in the technical wrestling aspect, but he had a believability, just a look about him. To me, I always saw him, and when I was young, you know, so I always saw Harley Race as this truck driver that would get off his truck, come inside, beat somebody's ass, doesn't care, smoke a cigarette, drink a little whiskey, go out there, kick ass, get back in his truck and keep on driving. That was Harley Race to me. He was believable. He was scary at times. The other two were a little bit more show than him, and so that that takes it down a notch for me. I like the believability of Harley Race. 
Yeah, well, me too. I just, like I said, I'd have to say Harley. You know, and like I said, nothing against those two guys. No, they no. were fucking toughest, toughest nails. But I'm, I'm, you know, t- Harley was the m- most believable guy for me because he yes. wouldn't show in all this entertainment. But he was a wrestler. Yes. All right, Grayson in California, Mac and Teddy. I forgot to acknowledge Valentine's Day with my girlfriend. I told her I forgot because I was catching up on all of the other previous shows. <laughs> I don't think she believes me. Can you announce on the show that I was watching the other shows? Okay, what's it? What's his name? Oh, let me go. I get it again. Sorry, Grayson. And where was he from? California. All right. Well, let me give a shout out to Grayson out there in California. I don't know your girlfriend's name, but I want to let her know that the reason you forgot her Valentine's gift or you didn't you know, respond to her on Valentine's Day, you were watching our previous after hours road trip shows. And anytime you're watching that, then I'm going to have to give you a pass. All right. So, young lady, give him a pass and he'll make that up to you. All right. And that was from Teddy Long right there. And as far as me. He never watched one single episode until then. He just forgot you on Valentine's Day. Don't let him get see, away with it. See, you don't listen to Mac. Mac is <laughs> Mac will get you in a world of trouble. He's no good for you. Oh, no, not me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Samantha in Wisconsin wants to know, who was the funniest person backstage during your time at SmackDown? Oh, golly. <laughs> Uh, well, he wasn't there much, you know what I mean? But the Iron Sheet was one of the most funniest person, people I've ever had the opportunity to work with. He was just hilarious. So I, uh, but he wasn't there a whole lot. He was at SmackDown, you know, a few times I was there. They brought him in for different things, but I just don't think there's anybody else that was any funnier than him. And the other person too, uh, God rest his soul, was Owen Hart. Uh, Owen always pulled pranks all day long. I mean, the day that Owen died, he was you know, talking to me and Godfather there in Kansas City, and we, we he put he pulled a prank on Godfather right there. But that Ooh. was his own. He just had fun yep. all the time. He enjoyed it. So, but I think the funniest person I had to work with was the Iron Sheik. I'll tell you a quick story about the Iron Sheik. Uh, I was at a wrestling convention in New York for WrestleMania, the last WrestleMania that was in New York, and the Sheik was at WrestleCon, and the Sheik was getting around on this little scooter kind of thing that he he drives now. Yeah. He, had his, he had his granddaughter with him, and she is trying to catch up with him because he's full He's open, full open. I mean, he's going as fast as he can in that thing. He almost runs me over. His, his granddaughter, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but he just he was just mouthing, cussing, and just flying by on this little scooter. Oh, yeah. It just cracked me up. All right. Oh, yeah. Last question here is, any memories of Abdullah the Butcher? Um, well, yeah, a few memories. I mean, I've met Abdullah when I first uh, broke into the wrestling business. And uh, that's kind of how I started. Uh, I got a chance to hang out backstage at the old center stage uh, when they was taping the NWA shows. Uh, I was uh, that hooked up with Abdullah. And so Abdullah, I would ride down to some days on uh, Saturday mornings. I'd go down to the TV station with him. So that was a good memories with Abdullah. He, he, you know, hadn't been for him, you know, get me backstage, you know, uh, that kind of set the stage for me and probably got me where I am today. But Abdullah, you know, uh, I never had no problem with him. You know, he was, you know, pretty decent guy. Uh, I never will forget. He told me one time uh, I went to his house and I was uh, with my wife 
And he, I guess he must have thought she was my girlfriend or something. And so I got her hand and I'm holding her hand and we're walking in. And, I, and so he he thinks it's some girl I'm with and I got a wife at home. And he tells me, he coughs up to me and he says, hey, champ, champ, don't hold her hand. Don't do that in public. Don't do that in public. You're married, champ. You're married. I'm like. Abdullah, this is my wife. <laughs> hey, at least he was looking out for you, Teddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Abdullah, you know, like I said, you know, you know, great guy. All right, Teddy, we're out of time. Anything we need to push before we get out of here? No, we just need to push on out of here. And, and the other thing, we need to push on these fans and let them know if they don't subscribe to Road Trip After Hours, you can go to your local YouTube channel and subscribe. We're going to start giving away uh, gift cards, uh, T-shirts, and a lot of prizes. But you have way, to subscribe. Yeah, and and if you by, don't, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, I forgot what I was going to say. You keep going now. <laughs> so like i said man you know these people gotta you know you fans out there you gotta subscribe road trip after hours all on your local youtube affiliates and remember if you don't subscribe then you might end up going one-on-one with the undertaker (laughs) like the local affiliates of youtube (laughs) okay (laughs) all right i'm mac davis that is wwe hall of famer teddy long and this has been road trip after hours. Holla!